An armed father and daughter are protecting Wisconsin Rittenhouse protesters, don't know what they need to be protected from considering they're the ones that do the rioting, to leave is pressed on a bill to empty federal prisons in 10 years, because you know, they need to get their voters back into the voting population somehow. Uh, a radical BLM supporter plows his SUV through a Christmas parade, and sadly enough, it leaves five dead, and the New York Judiciary Committee finds overwhelming evidence of Cuomo assault as, as, as also a bunch of other crimes. We'll get into all this and more in just one second. If you can, please drop this video a like, share, subscribe to the falsifications on. New videos can be can listen to flips of the show, the Joey Saladino Show on all the podcast apps. This show goes live every single night on YouTube and on Facebook. So be sure to tune in. And it also gets uploaded every single morning onto the podcast app so you can listen there as well. Now let's get right into this. So the New York Judiciary Committee finds evidence, overwhelming evidence, of Cuomo assault also with a bunch of other crimes. Uh, obviously, uh, in my opinion, I believe that Cuomo had to make some sort of deal in order to, uh, you know, I'll resign, just don't, you know, make me not go to jail. I believe that's the, probably the deal he made uh, because if he was a Republican, we all know he would be locked up by now. Uh, it took him forever to even step down from office. So before I get too much into this and I tell you everything that's going on, don't forget to drop this video a like, share, subscribe, and turn the post notifications on. New video every single day. Only way this show can grow is if you guys add engagement. Now let's read. Former Andrew, uh, former Governor Andrew Cuomo um, is, uh, let's see, uh, further, as uh, New York's Assembly Judiciary can explains that on Monday it found overwhelming evidence that Cuomo engaged in sexual assault while serving as the state's governor. So the New York State Assembly Judiciary Committee's main counsel on Cuomo are engaged in uh, engaged in sexual harassment. He used state resources and governor's staff to help with his $5.2 million book on pandemic leadership and was not transparent on how many New Yorkers died in nursing homes from COVID-19. Now, listen, you're, he, he, was, he was literally using taxpayer-funded staff for his, I guess, personally, not personally financed, privately financed uh, multi-million dollar book deal. He was using the same staff paid for by the taxpayers. And that's a, that's a big problem. And on top of that, they found that he was engaged in sexual harassment. Then on top of that, they found that he was lying about the COVID-19 nursing home debts. He should be liable for those debts. Let's read. Fox News reported the Judiciary Committee's 60-page report, which detailed the investigation by a law firm, by a law firm, said Cuomo engaged in multiple instances of sexual harassment, including by creating a hostile work environment and engaging in sexual misconduct. Now listen, because of how New York votes and because of the brain-dead Democrats there, I would not be surprised if Cuomo was to run for re-election somehow, or election again. And if it's him versus a Republican, the left is so brain dead. The Democrats are so brain dead, they will elect this guy again over a Republican. Hundreds of key witnesses. I mean, I mean listen, let's look at the just. I think it was it was if you just look at it, I think he still had a higher approval rating or something like that. Uh, hundreds of key witnesses were interviewed. The report also included analysis of thousands of text messages, emails, photographs, phone calls, recordings, and other documents. The committee's investigation paired with the attorney general's report uh, that concluded that the governor had assaulted at least 11 women is damning for Cuomo. 
According to Fox, the report also revealed that Cuomo also used his authority to make top state officials assist him in the development of his book, American Crisis Leadership Lessons from the COVID-19 Pandemic. Isn't it so ironic that that he, he made a, a literal book on that when he completely lied about COVID-19, completely led an awful, awful response. A book that takes in at least $2.5 million in profits for the elected official. Uh, Janice Dean tweeted out, Everything we have been uh, yelling for a year and a half about Cuomo has been proven true. Everything. Uh, there's a quote here. Utilize state resources and property, including the work of an executive chamber staff to write, publish, and promote his book regarding his handling of the COVID-19 crisis, a project in which was guaranteed at least $5.2 million in personal profits, the report stated. Among other things, the investigation also assisted in unraveling the nursing home scandal. The report concluded that Cuomo's administration was not transparent with Americans about the number of individuals who died from COVID-19 in the packed facilities. Why isn't this, like, this needs, this should be trending number one. This is huge. This is huge, huge political news. This should be trending number one on Twitter. Cuomo should be trending number one on Twitter for this. And I feel like I, 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 I barely even seen anyone cover this at all. I think I barely seen any conservatives cover this. Definitely not going to see any mainstream media outlets cover this. Probably, you know, they're probably just going to cover it just to say they did, but they're not going to do any promotion on it, probably put it at the bottom of the feed, just so they can say they got the article out there. Oh, we covered it, but, you know, just didn't promote it, just made sure nobody would, would read it. Um, in, insane. And honestly, I do hope uh, he does. I, ho I do hope he gets trialed on, on trial for his crimes, and I do hope justice does get served. But if I had to guess, I bet you he made some type of bargain or deal where if he would step down, they would be lenient on him in some sort of way. That's my opinion. Was the SUV attack during the Christmas parade that leaves five dead motivated by BLM extremism? Now, it's always said, it's, it's always awful to talk about these situations, okay? And there's been a lot of uncovering that the mainstream media clearly has not been covering at all. A lot of uncovering done by independent journalists, of course, because the mainstream media is not going to do this type of uncovering. And they found a lot. And we're going to go through what was found by people like Andy No and, and Jack Posobiec. Very important stuff. And I think it might lend some credence to why this was carried out, why this act was performed. But obviously the left is going to bat for this. Obviously the left is going to divert any attention away from leftist extremists, of course, Obviously, it's not proven at all, but what we've seen with the mainstream media, even before things get proven, they're still out there making, oh, oh was this by a radical right-wing extremist? Was this by a Trump supporter? Or just making definitive statements like Kyle Rittenhouse is a white supremacist, even though there's no evidence to back that up and no proof of anything. But when it comes to something where it might be flipped around on its other side, oh, oh we gotta wait, we gotta wait, we gotta look. Or is it gonna be like the Vegas shooter thing and we're just not gonna find out anything? So, let's read. Late Sunday afternoon, the Christmas parade in Wisconsin turned bloody. During the parade, an SUV appeared intentionally to plow through the crowd, killing multiple people and injuring dozens. Lots of scenes in this, oh, listen, by the way, also guys, since the mainstream media is not going to be properly covering this, I urge you guys to send this video to your friends, share this video, add engagement to it, so this way people can see what is actually going on in this world. 
This is just awful. It's, it's, this is sad sights. According to Independent, five were killed. The Milwaukee Journal noted that at least 12 of were injured persons uh, were children. 12 injured children and 11 were adults. The Milwaukee Journal reported uh, that the police chief uh, said at uh, whatever, a red SUV broke through the parade barriers and headed west on Main Street. The vehicle struck more than 20 individuals. Some of the individuals were children. And there were some fatalities as a result of the incident, the police chief said. Um, and here's a quick little video. Uh, it, it's pretty scary. He, he just skimmed three kids. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. There's a different one. This is him actually plowing through the crowd, um, hitting a few people. Then there was another video. There was a kid in the street, and the, and the car just went whizzing by the kid. We're probably going to show that in a minute. Now, let's go through... Uh, he was going from side to side, targeting targeting people, a 28-year-old witness said. It said it was almost like he was trying to run people over. The mainstream media was trying to run a narrative that he was running from another crowd, crime scene and just, you know, ended up going through there, whatever. Listen, there's a million other ways you can go to, to avoid that. I mean, I don't think running into a parade will help you evade the police. I don't think purposely running people over will help you evade the police. Um, so let's read. I, I don't even know where to begin here. There's literally so much. So here's one that I thought was important. Uh, Andy No put all this together. Daryl Edwards Brooke, the man who was taken into custody by police over the Christmas parade uh, mass casualty event, had posted a quote in 2016 on a now deactivated Facebook account. Run them over. Keep traffic flowing and don't slow down for any of these idiots. Um, and there's a picture of him. Uh, let me see. Uh, and he posted something in 2016. He said, SMFH, and y'all still putting police in the mix. Stupid and words. Um, and it's a, a post saying, cops instructed on how to kill black people. It says, run them over, keep traffic flowing, do not slow down of any of these idiots, and try to block the streets. Here's a deal. You continue to drive, and if you hit someone, make sure you call 911 and report. This is, I think, I think this was when um, things were getting extremely violent. Obviously, things are always violent with these people. And he promoted this other white privilege racial profiling post. So he was clearly extremely BLM. Posted George Floyd, um, but you know, hey, you know, he had also a music video. The man who's taking the custody of police, a Christmas parade. Okay, is a rapper who stars in music videos where he raps in front of a red vehicle that looks like the same one that he ran over dozens of people with yesterday. Um, the man who's okay uh, uh, expressed he expressed hatred for pro former President Donald Trump in one of his rap tracks. He also expressed black nationalism and anti-Semitic views. Uh, yeah, he, yeah, he had a whole watermelon, a BLM watermelon, in one of his photos. Uh, he's a registered S offender in Nevada. He was convicted for having S with a kid um, in one of the now-deleted videos of him defending his actions, saying that he was pimping the hoe. Um, how long before people's BLM started making a parade in honor of this dude? Uh, he was released from jail just three days ago after paying a small bail over multiple open felon and misdemeanor charges. Brooke has a long, violent criminal history spanning multiple states uh let's see there was another one i'm gonna pull up one real quick apparently he was out on a thousand dollar uh bond let me read it real quick uh let's see 
Uh, he was let out of prison on a $1,000 bail earlier this month. And that was for allegedly running over a woman with that same SUV. Um, he's a very long criminal record. I'm just going skimming through everything right now. An Australian woman on Twitter asked why the deadly car ramming incident didn't instead happen at a Donald Trump rally. Also, here's another thing with the left is they're, they're, they're making this out to be the driver uh, from the incident in uh, whatever will claim self-defense. This is the new normal. In Oklahoma, it's now, it's now legal to run over protesters. You don't even have to claim self-defense. We have learned that what color the driver of the SUV was yet, uh, so right-wing media can decide if running over people on a Christmas parade was terrorism, mental illness, or someone acting in perceived self-defense. These people are mentally ill. Uh, white supremacy caused this. Either a white supremacist actually did this, like the KKK killer, um, killer KKK Kyle Rittenhouse, or this was the last resort of a victim of white supremacy. Either way, Weepio caused this. I don't know what that means. Um, let the wing Twitter accounts immediately politicized the dead. Um, that's what he tweeted out. Despite few details known about the deadly car ramming incident at the Christmas parade, leftist accounts on Twitter are politicizing the innocent because of the bitterness of Kyle Rittenhouse. Someone said, it's okay, the driver was afraid for his life and defending himself uh, from the unarmed holiday crowd. That's Wisconsin law now. Uh, first off, Kyle Rittenhouse was defending himself from someone who illegally possessed a firearm that drawed the firearm on him. So I don't know how you can equate the two. Uh, let's read we need to know the ethnicity of the driver in Wisconsin so we know whether it was self-defense or terrorism. Um, don't know how you can even comparatively even equate the two going out of your way to specifically run and mow down people on a Christmas parade when you're, I mean, it, there's no reasoning with these people. Uh, the MAGA, the MAGA's violent actions are running Wisconsin. People are get people get involved now. Murders in whatever next to the Milwaukee and Kenosha, just south, 20 minutes. Uh, get some gun control in that state and stop the legislator from their criminal activity. Take back your state. Uh, the red SUV was acting in self-defense. These people are incredibly insensitive. Um, here's a the video. I just pulled up the video of him flying past kid that was dancing in the street oh god i'm so glad he didn't hit that kid oh my god oh my god that would have been a just oh that would have been i can't even i can't even protesters in oregon chant in support of anthony huber a domestic abuser who's convicted okay um he's just okay this is a bunch of other tweets let's see if there's any if he made anything new in the time that we we're watching this um no, that seems to be about it right now, at least at the time of recording this. So I looked up who the mayor of this town was. Uh, the mayor of this town, I oh, damn it, I had it up, but I must exit out of it. He was a Republican that left the Republican Party because he hated the way the party was going. I think in 2019 or 2020, he left the party. So that's what happens when you become a Democrat. Uh, you know, that's what happens when you do bail reform. That's what happens when you let violent criminals back on the street with a, a laundry list criminal record. This is what happens. How many times do we need to see people who get out on bail immediately go commit horrible atrocities? How many times do we need to see that? 
before someone says, maybe we should take a chill with this bail reform. Maybe we should, maybe if there are multiple repeat offenders, uh, maybe they don't qualify for some form of bail reform. Maybe if they're first time offenders, maybe, maybe, maybe it's, maybe if it's not violent, who knows, maybe, I don't know, I don't know. Maybe we, we, we bring it back a little bit, or maybe bring it back a lot. But hey, you know, if, if you're, eh, you know, almost any, any solution would be better than what the Democrats are doing, clearly. Oh, this is awful. And I, and I it, it seems like, oh man, we, we will probably end up discovering that this was over some BLM extremism. But the mainstream media is obviously not going to report the truth on it at all. We just, we know their playbook. We know how that's going to go. And what we're probably going to see from the left is honestly, we're going to probably see a bunch of people in support of this dude if it turns out he was from BLM extremism. I hope, I hope that would be the overwhelming minority of people. Um, but you can never put anything past these Twitter libtards. Uh, I don't even want to call them liberals. They're just, they're just communists at this point. Anyway, guys, thank you for watching. Please drop a video, like, share, subscribe, tell the bell. I don't even want to give an outro for this one. Peace out. So an armed father and daughter have protected Wisconsin Rittenhouse protesters. So you hear people say all the time, all the time, oh, if Rittenhouse was black, he would have been shot by the police. If Rittenhouse was black, he'll be thrown in jail. If Rittenhouse was black, it'll be completely different. If Rittenhouse was black, you wouldn't be supporting his rights. Well, guess what? I support this dude's right to defend the protesters, him and his daughter with AR-15s. I, I support them. Guess what? The police didn't arrest him. Guess what? Nobody shot him. Guess what? Nobody tried to fight him. Literally, he did exactly what Kyle Rittenhouse did. But obviously, they did this on this false premise and this false narrative that BLM supporters are just being executed in the streets. These are the people, these are the ones that you need to be defended from. But if you're going to do this peacefully, obviously, I don't think any, I don't think anybody watching this would have a problem with that is if you're doing this peacefully, okay? At all. And it just, it's a, it's a bit ironic. These people still do not see it. Um, but before we get too much into this, don't forget to drop this video, like, share, and subscribe. The only way this show can grow is if you guys help it grow by adding an engagement and sharing it. So a father and teenager daughter, and that's another thing. And, uh, this do the daughter is actually younger than Kyle Rittenhouse. So I don't want to hear that, oh, he's a kid. He's going to a protest with a gun looking for trouble. Well, your people apply that same standard to those people. So a father and teenage daughter in Wisconsin armed himself to protect those protesting the acquittal of Kyle Rittenhouse in Kenosha. Yeah, I'd say this is the thing. Is these people are under some type of delusion where they think that they're, you know, whatever. Trial aftermath, Eric Jordan, a resident in Kenosha for 22 years, is seen with an AR-15 downtown. He says he's security for the activist group led by Justin Blake, Justin Blake's uncle, or Jacob Blake's uncle. Eric Jordan was seen ahead of protesters with his 16-year-old daughter, Jade, with a firearm. Jordan uh, had told the New York Post that they do security for different groups, and they were helping the small group of protesters on Sunday. So this guy, he's just doing security. I don't think he's got a political motive that much. I don't know, though. Uh, I got a job to do, protect these people. That's it, Jordan said. He had previously appeared outside the Kenosha Courthouse on Friday when Rittenhouse verdict was announced. 
Uh, and this is the photo I got up on screen. The father-daughter duo armed with AR-15. Honestly, I don't think it's good to take your daughter, uh, your 16-year-old. <laughs> I just don't think this is good parenting uh, to take your 16-year-old uh, with an AR-15 to a protest that you need to defend. Uh, I guess it's under the assumption that it might get violent. I, I do not think this is good parenting, to say the least at all. But it's their right to do it, I guess. Um, joined uh, with crowds of protesters yesterday uh, marching outside the Kenosha County Courthouse against uh, Kyle Rittenhouse's decision. Dozens of people took to the streets in Wisconsin to protest. This is my town, my people, he said. We don't agree on a lot of things, but we fight, we argue, we agree to disagree and go home safe alive. Jordan called it real self-defense. He was he, he's been he has been training his daughter to use these guns since she was four years old, but did not allow her to use one until she was fourteen. I do not doubt that he probably did proper training with this stuff with his daughter. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I don't know. I could be wrong, but I, I wouldn't doubt if he did proper training. I just don't think it's good parenting to take your kid to a protest with a gun to do security with the assumption that it might get violent. Uh, he explained that he supports the Second Amendment and was in Kenosha the same night as Rittenhouse. Jordan was protecting a restaurant and two parking lots during the riots. God damn. This dude was doing exactly what Kyle Rittenhouse was doing the same night Kyle Rittenhouse was doing it. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. But facts facts and re the truth will set you free. The facts and reality of the situation all the time will set you free. Okay? Stop, dear leftists. Stop applying this double standard when when you can't apply the double standard. The, 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 proof, the truth is in the pudding. The proof is right here. What would happen if Kyle Rittenhouse was black? And this is exactly what would happen. We, we see it. You don't have to imagine. You don't have to make things up. We literally have a control. And, and uh, there's like a science experiment. And you compare and contrast the two different things that happen. And this, this is what happens. Literally this. Whoo. Whoo. The truth will set you free. I'm, I'm hoping. You know what? Send this to your leftist friends. Send this to your liberal friends that are saying those stupid buzz things. I, I I don't know if they'll have some sensory overload and they'll just explode when they when they view this on their phone or their computer. I don't know what would happen, but like if listen, guys, send this to your leftist friends and dear your leftist friends if you're watching or listen to this right now. Stop believing the lies, please. Don't don't be an idiot, okay? You can be leftist, okay? You could you could think that you uh, maybe you have a different economic solution to or to the problems in this world. Okay, whatever, whatever. We can talk about that another day. But just don't be the void of, of like clear facts. Like I get it. There's a debate to be had about um, economic socialism versus economic capitalism. Okay, there's a debate to be had there and and maybe there's there's no definitive proof. There's no definitive answer on those things. So at the end of the day, you know, we, we know our side's better, but they know their side's better as well. And I guess you could probably use all the facts and data you want to prove us right as well. But that's besides the point. That, that That's more open for debate. Okay. But then there's like facts and then there's debatable facts. These are, what we're discussing here is just facts. Like there's, there's they're completely wrong about the entire situation that was happening. Like, everything from top to bottom, they're just completely wrong. So, like, dear Democrats, dear leftists, dear liberals watching this, at the very least, base your, your opinions in some sense of reality. Okay? 
Because the more truth that comes out, the more that's discovered, the more as time goes on, it's just shown that you guys are just wrong. Like, like just factually wrong. Not even opinionally wrong. Like, just fact, verifiably. Like, they, people still think Rittenhouse killed black people. That, I, that's not even a de- that You can't debate that. You can't debate reality. This is a table. You, can, you cannot debate that. This is a computer. You cannot debate that. This is a microphone. Those are the, oh, it's like it's like CNN. This is an apple. But yet, somehow, Kyron House is a white supremacist, even though there's no true, no proof. Prove it. Okay, I'm waiting. Like, tell, tell me why Kyron... The, the one thing that they never tell you the left... They'll never tell you why a thing is. They just tell you a thing is. They won't tell you why this app, why this orange is an apple. They'll just tell you it's an orange. But I can see it's an apple. Can you tell me why it's an orange? It's an orange. Well, well, well why? Well, they're from the same food group. <sighs> I can't. So Rashida Tlaib gets pressed on a bill that would empty federal prisons in 10 years. Now, uh, I believe she was actually pressed on by an HBO special, which is surprising. Every once in a while, HBO presses someone on an issue, and they just don't know how to answer it. And I, and I think what HBO is trying to do is they're trying to like, oh, let, let's answer, just answer this question for us. Uh, we're gonna give we're gonna give it to you so you can just answer it and we can just put it to rest, you know, and we'll just accept your answer. But these people are so dumb they just can't answer the question properly. We saw that happen with Ben and Jerry, you know, and they get when these people get slightly pressed by people on their own side. Oh, they don't know how to answer it. Oh. Now let's but before we get into this, don't forget to drop this video like, share, and subscribe. The only way this show can grow uh, is if you guys send it to friends and help add engagement to the video. So Rashida Talib sat with the uh, interview Monday with Access. Oh, sorry, this was this is Access reporter. Uh, yeah, no, this is on HBO. Yeah, I'm right. Uh, Jonathan Swan to discuss her support of the Breathe Act, which poses to empty federal prisons over the course of ten years. The act calls on the Justice Department, on the Department of Justice and the Department of Health and Human Services to make a roadmap for prison abolishing, abolishing prisons. Uh, this is the only, the only way Democrats are able to get their voter base out into the general public again. So let's see, Jonathan, uh, this is the tweet by Axis, um, pressed Rashida Tlaib on backing a bill to end federal prisons. To what extent have you wrestled with potential downsides? Tlaib said... I think everyone's like, oh my god, we're going to just release everyone. Swan said, but the act you endorse actually says release everyone. <laughs> Let's read. Including the plan is a full declaration of federal de- um, detention facilities within 10 years and a moratorium on all federal prison, jail, immigration, and youth detention construction. Swan asked to leave. To what extent would you have a wrestle? Okay, wait, we read that already. But the act you endorsed actually says release everyone in 10 years. They are like human traffickers, uh, predators. Uh, do you mean that you don't actually support that because you endorsed the bill? Swan argued. Now, Lindsey Graham tweeted this out. Under her plan, we would empty all we would empty federal American federal prisons of all prisoners who have been adversely affected by COVID, regardless of the crime they committed or the threat they pose to society. Oddly enough, Congresswoman Tlaib has had a tough time convincing Congress to follow her lead on emptying prisons. However, the Taliban jumped all over the idea 
When they took over Afghanistan, first thing they did was empty all the prisons, including releasing terrorists. You know, hey, you know, it's comparing. Yeah, hey, you know, seems like these Democrats are taking some notes from uh, from the Taliban. Talib seemed to shrug off what oh I know before point before pointing out prisoners suffering from mental illness or substance abuse problems. Why aren't you asking me about them? She added. Uh, you're asking me about the human traffickers and others that I should be able to that should be that should be able to be held accountable. Swan called the proposal sweeping and that it does release everyone. Obviously, there's a process of looking at how we're going to get away with mass incarceration and move towards care first. Talib responded. Swan also asked Talib if she thought everyone could be rehabilitated. I don't think so. I've been very clear about that, she added. Um, I would have to look at every case individually and figure out, uh, figure all of that. She added, noting that every person is not the same. You know what? I, I want to do, I, I would love to see go to Cedar Tlaib and, and just put a stack of papers on her desk and be like, you know what? We put the little cliff notes, we gave you what they were convicted of, and all their, you know, well, we, we have to put their ethnicity in there too, and their gender, or their preferred pronouns, because I'm sure her opinion will be swayed in different directions based on the identity of the person, not what they actually committed. I can almost guarantee you that. I want to put a stack of papers on her desk and, and just see what she comes up with. I, I want to know how these progressives would act if they got this dictator-like control where they just have a stack of papers and it's like, oh, uh, Mexican murderer, but you came here illegally? Free. Um, you know, a uh, white mentally ill person that did something nonviolent? Eh, let's lock you up. Uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> I would love to see that and I can almost guarantee you the way that it would go. And these people are just incredibly predictable. But anyway, guys, thank you guys so much for watching this show. We go live just about every single night. If you drop a super chat, I'll read off your super chat in the following episode. Um, so it would be greatly appreciated. Listen to the flips of the show, the Joey Saladino Show, and all the podcast apps. The only way this show can grow is if you guys add engagement. Like, share, subscribe, send to a friend, turn the notifications on, whatever you got to do. It's greatly appreciated. Um, also... Uh, we're funded by you guys. Become a YouTube channel member, Facebook channel member, Patreon supporter, um, even a local supporter. Whatever you want to do, it's greatly appreciated. Thank you guys so much for watching and listening. Peace out.